Welcome to the Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. My name is Dr. Adriana Popescu. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and leader in the field of mental health, energy psychology, addiction, trauma, and empowerment. In this podcast, we will be exploring mental health from a variety of perspectives, from the spiritual to the shamanic and beyond. What if mental illness isn't everything we think it is? What if everything we see as a pathology is actually a possibility? What else is possible with mental health? Hi everyone, Dr. Adriana Popescu here with you today with another episode of Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. I'm very happy to have with me today, Kari Halligan. She is a professional registered nurse and holistic pelvic care practitioner. She's also trained in Maya abdominal therapy, energy medicine, and shamanic practices. With her knowledge and wisdom of foundational and functional medicine, she facilitates a healing and clearing environment. Women are are able to ignite their own flame of feminine power and authority. Old patterns, outdated beliefs, and stagnant energies can be examined and released with guidance, understanding, and wisdom. Kari helps facilitate that journey as she is a weaver with many tools and much knowledge. Each person's journey is sacred and honored with her guidance and presence. Welcome, Kari. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Um, It's kind of interesting that there's a new, I've heard a new term going around about Valentine's Day and talking about our lady parts together. So some synchronicity maybe there. I don't know. Perfect timing. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I always like to start off um, the show with finding out more about our guests. So tell us a little bit more about yourself, your work. How did you come to do this kind of work? Um, so my, since my background, um, I grew up on a ranch in Montana and I was, have always been fascinated with birth for whatever reason um, and ended up becoming a labor and delivery postpartum nurse and having my own children. Um, I then was working nights, had two children under the age of two, was breastfeeding and was exhausted um, and was looking for something else um, to kind of do along the same lines. I've always loved women and women's health. And I was talking to a friend of mine who's also an energy intuitive and she had mentioned this woman to me prior and I tried to get in contact with her and at the time um, wasn't able to, we weren't able to connect. And so a couple of years later, I was talking to this um, friend of mine again and she mentioned this woman again um, and said that you guys should connect. I think you have a lot in common. Um, she's now written a book, you know, you could check it out. And so I was like, okay, I'll do that. And then I was like, nah, you know, like the, my first, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe not. And my daughter, who was about a year and a half at the time, found a sticky note with this woman's name and put it in the middle of my dining table with nothing else on it. So I said, fine, I will go and I will go buy her book. So I went to the bookstore and went to go buy her book. I picked it up. I looked at it for whatever reason. I put it back down. And then I was like, no, I came here to buy this book. (laughs) Take the book up to the cash register. And I'm checking it out. And they're like, you know, she's talking this weekend here. (laughs) And I was like, 
okay. <laughs> I will go. And so I went and listened to her talk and then ended up going in and training with her. Her name is Tammy Kent. Um, and she's also a physical therapist and has become one of my teachers, mm-hmm. which brought me into doing um, the holistic pelvic care. And then from there started doing the Mayan abdominal therapy, um, the shamanic work and energy medicine. Um, part of that's just been part of my upbringing. My mom was also kind of an intuitive who, you know, I've just kind of been led along that path. So, mm-hmm. and it's just wow. brought me to where I super super interesting yeah so often right it's through our own journeys that we end up and and often finding maybe limitations you know like I've shared on the show that I had a 17 year history with Lyme disease and chronic fatigue and I didn't you know western medicine didn't have a lot for me and so I was always looking for like alternative therapies for my own healing and then found all these amazing tools that were so useful for my clients. So I started bringing it into the work that I do. So uh, your yes. journey is an interesting one that led you to what you're doing now. So yeah, let's find out more. What is holistic pelvic care? What does that mean even? So holistic pelvic care is a type of um, internal pelvic floor work that also uses breath work and some energy medicine to clear out what um, is referred to kind of lovingly as the pelvic bowl. Um, I think a lot of times people just kind of think of their pelvic, pelvic bowl as kind of more of a, kind of like a hammock with one big muscle, but it's not, it's actually consists of 14 different muscles. And then there are also ligaments and, um, fascia that kind of creates this, um, casing around the muscles and protection and it's, uh, should be smooth, um, And then there's also lymph flow, blood flow um, that all go through this area, the pelvic floor, and that creates the stabilization for the reproductive and your upper body, as well as the communication down to your lower body. So the kind of everything works, should be working synergistically together. Um, Sometimes when people have trauma in their life, that could be um, something from their childhood. It could just be a fall to your sacrum. It could be a car accident. It could be childbirth. Um, it could be emotional trauma. Um, sometimes that gets stored in the pelvic organs. Um, the musculature, the fascia can get bunched up, can cause tension points, trigger points. And so through this holistic pelvic care, which is uh, kind of usually hands-on, but you could also do at distance or energetically kind of working with the organs to release the stuck energy, um, muscles, fascia uh, to release, um, and then creating more balance in your body and thus also in your life. So, yeah, I think this is a part of the body that is certainly overlooked, right? By, by many people. And I guess I would I would want to know well how how does someone know they have an issue down there like what would be some of the symptoms that would lead them to seek out this kind of therapy? Um, so just on a physical level, um, pain with intercourse, um, any sort of urinary leakage, um, difficulty with bowel movements. Um, uh, 
like low back pain, um, feeling like your hips are out of alignment, can't sit right, um, basically digestive issues, uh, just feeling of tension. Those are all signs that you would could benefit from some sort of pelvic floor um, health wow. therapy. That's actually bigger than, than I would have thought. Yeah. You know, like I might've like considered, like, certainly I've heard many stories from women who've had difficult childbirths and things get torn and, and things can get real wonky for that. But, but even digestive issues, that's, that's interesting to me. Mm -hmm. So like, is it because there's like inflammation happening or what, what's the connection there? Um, it could be inflammation. Um, it could be guarding, uh, it could be you know, like emotional guarding, um, could be things have shifted in the, in the pelvis, like you're in a car accident or get hit on the side, or you, like I was saying, you fall to your sacrum and then the organs can kind of, they can get out of alignment. They can get shifted over to one side or the other. They can be tilted back onto your sacrum, causing that low back pain. Then your, um, your colon, you know, is getting pinched. Mm. And so that can all cause then inflammation and congestion in those lower organs. Got it. So how and then a you... lot. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, and then I was going to say a lot of those muscles and so on, it's hard to get to them from the outside. You can energetically um, just by hands on and with intention going into your own body and asking them to release is a really great way of working with yourself. Um, but some of it is also hard to kind of without knowing that as well, doing the hands-on work as well to, to help release mm -hmm. that how, musculature. How do you, um, so when someone comes to you for this type of work, how do you kind of diagnose what might be going on? Like, is it like, like a palpation kind of thing? Is it take, like, I would imagine taking the history of the symptoms and all that, but like, how do you determine, let's say if organs are out of alignment, are you able to determine that just from feeling what's going on? Yeah, so it's a combination of taking somebody's history and hearing their story, knowing what's going on, that will start to clue you into um, kind of where to start looking in the body. Uh, the hands-on work also, you can palpate and feel the uterus, the bladder um, internally. Uh, if you're working with the internal pelvic floor muscles, you can feel um, like nodules, trigger points, tension, uh, where the muscles aren't moving synergistically um, and where they might be out of balance. You can also just even like look at hip level balance, um, you know, one side being off, one hip being rotated back further than the other. So a combination of, you know, physical uh, palpation, you know, hearing story, you know, their story, um, and, you know, visually also. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so what does the therapy itself look like? And like how, over maybe how many kinds of sessions, what would a typical case might, what might that be? I'm sure it varies, but. It, yeah, it definitely varies. Um, most people generally tend to, uh, like three sessions is usually beneficial for most people uh, to kind of get in there and do, you know, set a new, um, 
new pattern. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> my words weren't funny. Um, so, you know, the first one, it's like they would come in to do a history intake, you know, an evaluation and doing some release and then coming back in a couple sessions to kind of re uh, reestablish new patterns within the body. Mm -hmm. um, some people do great after three sessions. Some people need some more work uh, depending on their bodies and like what's what's going on within their bodies. Mm -hmm. So, do you, do you find was that after folks get these treatments that the condition seems pretty like permanently altered, or do you find that people may go back into the old? Un, you know, the old pattern that was creating problems for them before, do people need to like maybe come back in the future uh, sometimes? It also depends on the person. Some people will come in a couple of times and they feel like a huge shift in their body. They feel a huge shift in the way that they're sitting or they'll feel like there was a big like energetic release of something that they were needing to release. And they're kind of, they're good. Um, other people sometimes, you know, it'll take a few more sessions. Um, and sometimes people do like to come back after, you know, and do a check-in maybe a couple of times a year after that, just to kind of, you know, life happens. So things that happen in your life on a daily basis can then sometimes cause more tension or something comes up that causes them to, for their body for that a little bit of an imbalance but it's usually not back to where it was so it's kind of like it mate for their own self-maintenance they just enjoy having the work done they feel like it's beneficial to to come back and have kind of a checkup every once in a while mm -hmm. and so is the treatment itself primarily massage and energy work or what exactly is a treatment consist of so a for like when we're talking about holistic pelvic care, it usually is um, primarily, uh, sorry, I think we're just cut out. Um, so for holistic pelvic care, primarily like you come in, we do the evaluation, it's hands-on body work, breath work to kind of help the body release um, and breathe into tension points and allow the body to kind of relax and restabilize. Uh, work with the ligaments and ligature, uh, stretch receptors so that the organs and muscles are then realigned. Does that answer your question? It does, yeah, because I think people don't quite understand that this is, it's so many women don't even know, people in general don't know this exists, don't know that this type of work exists. I am good friends with a physical therapist and from her I've heard a lot you know, about it. Oftentimes it is, right? Like a physical therapist, you are <laughs> yourself are a nurse, but that's usually the type of people who are doing this work, right? Correct. It's usually like a physical therapist, um, sometimes naturopathic doctors, a nurse. Those are the primarily the people that, that do it. Um, some massage therapists do. Uh, but they do more of the energetic and breath work meditation piece to it um, just because of licensure for working with the internal piece of the holistic pelvic care. Um, massage therapists also do the, um, the myelin abdominal therapy, 
which is another absolutely wonderful therapy that works more um, externally on the lower pelvic organs in in similar fashion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because I've actually not heard of this one before. What is what is Maya abdominal work? So Maya abdominal work is was passed down from Don Alejo Ponti, who was a South American shaman in Belize. He passed it down to Rosita Arvigo, who then has been passing it on to um, other people within the community in the world. Um, so it is also a hands-on technique, um, talking about the stretch receptor muscles, looking at much of the same thing um, that I was talking about before, but with more of the external um, digestion, reproductive health, uh, increases blood flow, lymph flow to those organs, helps with the alignment of the body. So I really like doing the Mayan abdominal together with the holistic pelvic care. Um, because then you get into the digestive organs, the reproductive organs, and then those internal um, muscles and ligaments that can't really be reached on the outside with that holistic pelvic care um, can be addressed. And you can see it, a big benefit from doing them. Yeah, I can imagine for all kinds of yeah issues going on there. I would think this would be helpful for ladies who have issues with maybe endometriosis or um, oh, like polycystic ovarian stuff. Yeah, does yeah. Oh, absolutely, very much so. Um, people who've done it, there's been stories of people who've done it and then have gone in and had their endometriosis resolved. Um, definitely helps with uh, PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, um, with flushing out that lymph flow, getting those digestive, those digestive and, you know, enzymes and um, going again. Um, and, you know, if they're also working with a naturopath as well to kind of look at diet, exercise. Um, and those are kind of things that I touch on and many other clinicians also touch on um, during a session. Um, infertility issues, healing from C-section. Um, there's a beautiful uh, case of a woman who went and had um, mind abdominal therapy done after her C-section, and then she went in to do a repeat C-section, and they couldn't see any scarring from her her previous C-section. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Because so often with birth, right, whether it's a C-section or a vaginal delivery, that's been more difficult. Maybe there were complications, there was tearing and stuff. I would imagine there's a lot of scar tissue that you're often having to deal with in this part of the body. Yes. Yes. So lots of, there tends to be, you know, after a, a traumatic birth, um, and sometimes not even a traumatic birth, um, just because the body you're carrying your body, you're carrying a lot of extra weight, um, your body's stretching, that relaxing in your body, um, the ligaments, everything can kind of shift around a little bit and cause um, bunching of the fascia, tension, uh, misalignment of the structures. And so this work will help to realign that and release it. Um, also just working with you know, the, like a birth story or somebody who's had previous trauma in their life, um, somebody that's maybe had any sort of abuse, sexual abuse, sexual um, trauma, or 
you know, it could be verbal trauma. Sometimes that gets trapped in the body. Um, if I'm working with somebody who does have that sort of trauma, like I would say sexual abuse um, or abuse in their past history, it's really good and important for them to also have a therapist that they are working with currently. Um, because once we start working on these areas, some a lot of times that stuff starts to unravel and come up and to have a therapist that they really trust and know to work through some of those emotional aspects that start bubbling up. Um, a lot of the therapists and myself, I like to hold space for that, but there's also unraveling that happens that they need a professional um, that's specifically trained in therapy to help work through those issues as well. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think that that piece is really important. I mean, it sounds like the work that you're doing is really powerful and I can imagine that it might unlock a lot. That's, you know, what some of the trauma experts are calling the trauma capsule. You know, it's like mm -hmm. all this unresolved traumatic material that we don't um, feel like we have the ability to deal with at the time that it happens kind of gets like repressed and locked away. And we tend to hold that in, in the body. And so we sometimes don't know when we, I'm a, consider myself a trauma specialist, but when we open that Pandora's box, we don't always know how it's going to unravel and unfold. And um, and we may not be able to contain it in an hour long or however long the session is, right? And there may be more <laughs> that unravels afterwards. So I agree. I think having um, the support of a trained professional who's already working with you in conjunction with doing this type of work could be really beneficial. Yes. Yeah, it could be very powerful. And, you know, sometimes when you're doing this work, all of a sudden a memory will bubble up as you're working with a specific organ or a specific structure and it you know it bubbles it starts to bubble up and that emotion bubbles up and then to be able to work through that um you know in my therapy using using breath work and allowing that space for them to have those emotions but you know and then kind of taking those pieces to later work with with their their therapist and i feel like a lot of this work that we do together is very synergistic and using different modalities that can come together um, and work together can create much more healing. Um, it's not always just, you know, I'm going to one person. Sometimes it takes several people to work through. Agreed. Yeah. I'm wondering too, if you find sometimes the trauma that comes up for folks isn't even necessarily their own, that, that, that there may be intergenerational trauma or, uh, ancestral trauma or, or something like that. Do you find that that's also, also coming up for your clients? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, definitely a lot of uh, generational trauma that's held in the body, patternings with generational trauma, um, you know, abuse, scarcity. Um, there's, yeah. Yeah, I could totally that, see that. It all comes up. Um. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we're having a bit of a Zoom challenge where a little bit uh, glitches. Our, our Zoom is glitching out at times. So that's why sometimes we're getting a little um, a little off on the timing. But uh, <laughs> at least we're hearing each other. That's the good news. Um, yeah. So with that, so we talk about, okay, trauma. Yes. And yes. certainly, so looking looking a little bit here at the mental health component, which I think is such a misnomer as if mental health is somehow separate from physical or emotional health, but this is how, this is what we call it. 
Um, but I am curious about what your experience has been with folks um, besides who have experienced trauma, but what about people who experience depression or anxiety or some of the more common kind of mental health diagnoses? Like, what do you notice with your work and, and, and those issues? I would say with those sorts of issues, those people tend to have a harder time almost like being in their bodies or connecting into different parts of their bodies. Um, a disconnect with, you know, kind of what I would say being grounded or connecting in and listening to their own wisdom and knowledge. Um, that's generally what I tend to, to find with, within them. Um, calm, you know, it's like working with calming their nervous system down, um, having presence. Um, a lot of times, you know, like we're taught to find knowledge outside of ourselves and people with anxiety and depression, it's like they're looking outside of themselves a lot of times for answers when there's a lot of wisdom within themselves that if they can quiet down long enough and listen to, or sometimes it's hard to listen to that stuff because it's, you know, it could be old past trauma or they grew up with a mother who was always, you know, worried about them. And so they're always looking for that shoe to drop, <laughs> But, you know, even though they had a decent upbringing, so um, kind of learning to like kind of pull back in and come back into themselves can really be beneficial or help them and connecting into their own bodies and their own wisdom um, to calm their own nervous system. Yeah, yeah, I could totally see that. Um, are there any contraindications for doing this type of work with someone? Um somebody who you know who has cancer um depending on stage of cancer and if they're undergoing what type of treatment they're undergoing um uh pregnancy sometimes um before the 20th week um somebody who possibly somebody who's going um uh sorry um drug abuse um so kind of like, so those might be some contraindications uh, of people who might not want, might not be a good time for them to seek this, this type of work. Uh, like with the cancer person, you just don't, and with the pregnancy, it's kind of like you don't want to stir up more, more things that are going on. It would be beneficial, like after they're done kind of with treatment or after the 20th week of pregnancy for them to then um, come in and, and find somebody. Um, somebody with a substance abuse uh, issue, depending on, on where they're at. If they're, you know, just kind of coming, coming to it, it might not be the best time for them to seek treatment, if, you know, as it would kind of pull up a lot of stuff, somebody who's in a, a, a um, acute phase of, of illness, just because their body's already processing a lot and then to like stir things up even more can kind of put them into a healing crisis. So you want it to kind of stabilize a little bit. Yes, yes. And I remember, I, you know, I, I trained as a massage therapist many, many years ago, and we were told with cancer to that we didn't want to spread the cancer, you know, that by like doing lymphatic work and things like that is in mm -hmm. particular. So yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, I have heard from, from folks who have had this work done that actually um, sometimes insurance will pay for it 
if you have a maybe a referral from a primary care doctor or something like that, do you find that this is something that um, people can get coverage for, or is it generally an out-of-pocket type expense? Um, I know for general, like physical therapy, you can find a physical therapist um, who specializes in uh, public floor therapy, um, depending on what you want and the, and the therapist, um, they can do, uh, some of the physical floor therapists do public health and is, are very beneficial. Some of them do internal work, some of them don't. So depending on what the person is looking for, they can look at that. Insurance usually does uh, cover that sort of referral. Also, um, sometimes too for the pelvic floor work, the holistic pelvic care depends on the practitioner and uh, like what insurance they take. So it would definitely be something for somebody to look in, contact their insurance company, contact the provider that they're thinking about seeing, asking if they accept insurance. Um, I think a lot of, well, I think it just depends. Some take, some people take insurance some, and some people don't. Um, yeah. I, did, I wanted to just put that out there because I don't think people knew. Like I wouldn't have necessarily yeah. thought that this was something that the sort of traditional medicine, you know, Western medicine world would even consider. But I do have understood that from my PT friend that actually, you know, that oftentimes mm -hmm. uh, insurance will pay for it because it's related to a, you know, it's a medical necessity type thing. It's related to a condition that they're already getting treated potentially uh, with a practitioner, right? Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So it, it is cool. something covered. Mm -hmm. That's really great to hear. Um, the other question I wanted just to find a little bit more out about was the shamanic work that you do. Tell us, tell us about that and how that weaves into this work. So the shamanic work, as I'm work, tend to work on somebody, whether I'm working on them physically or energetically, uh, sometimes things will come up uh, for myself where I'm working on somebody and. I will start to get an image of, you know, something that maybe happened in their childhood or, and so we'll bring that aspect into the session um, if people are open to it. And as far as the shamanic work, sometimes it's kind of reclaiming a piece of your soul, or it could be um, kind of the opposite where somebody looking at the pelvic bowl, let's say somebody is looking at fertility issues and they're trying to get pregnant, but you know they're having a hard time with it and we start looking at it, but they've been caring for their, their own mom or their own dad or something like that. And their energy is sitting in their pelvis. And so there's no room for them to conceive a new, a new life. And so we will work on energetically releasing you know, that energy from, from their body and their aura so that they can create space for, you know, a new life and a different type of, of mothering to occur. Um, or like I was saying, like a childhood wound or trauma, you know, it comes up and then we will take that eight-year-old self and bring that piece of them back in to regain a more wholeness within their system. So that's kind of an, an example or a couple examples of how that ties into this work. I love and it. And also just breath work and uh, just the clearing out of all the that's really wonderful. Yeah, I love this work that you're doing because I think that when people, particularly with trauma, you know, again, being a trauma specialist, 
you know, we, we talk about it and we may do energetic work and um, in different ways, but sometimes we're not dealing with the body. What like what role the body had in that trauma, particularly like sexual abuse, <laughs> you know, the body endured a really sometimes severe or awful trauma and to be able to work directly with it in this kind of intimate way that that you know wouldn't be available for instance to me you know working with someone i love the idea that there are folks like you out there that i could partner with or collaborate with so that my clients who have had this type of abuse um might be able to really because because a lot of times i see you know we have clients I, I also specialize in addiction and we have um ladies who like can't have sex without being under the influence um, or who are numb in their, you know, genitals or that part of their body because there's been some kind of abuse. And so they're not even really enjoying sex, even if they, you know, might feel like they have a partner that's really supportive of them and not abusive and, and that's all good. But then they can't really enjoy sex with that person because of this unresolved trauma. Mm -hmm. um, I would imagine that the possibilities are really, um, powerful for how that could heal and change for them with this work. Yeah. And so they're able to come in and reclaim that own part of their body and have conversation and be able to begin to live in, you know, in their pelvis, their pelvic floor, have connection and being able to understand, you know, their emotions and how they're feeling in that area of their body and having communication with their own body and then when they're able to do that then they can kind of start to step into those types of relationships with their partner and have communication of and it's it's a very gentle dance to you know to start to tap into and weave that into their own lives and looking at their own patterns of you know what's causing them to shut down connecting back into their emotions of how I'm feeling and sometimes just working with having that really gentle hands on their own body, whether it's their own hands or somebody else's of that gentle nurturing touch that maybe they've never had a, and being able to feel safe with that. And then eventually maybe bringing their partners in with, with doing that work as well, where it's maybe not even about having sex. It's about being comfortable with just that that touch and safety. Yes. Yeah. I mean, even just as women, you know, going to the gynecologist and getting an exam, it's so sterile and cold and, and it does feel invasive. You know, there isn't yeah. always like a gentleness or kindness in that touch. It can be very clinical. And I, I think that the same is true for women who are pregnant and having babies. It's very just, you know, there isn't a lot of, um, kind energy directed at this part of the body sometimes. Yes, and I agree. And I, my wish would be that more clinicians would, you know, kind of slow, slow down and meet people where they're at. And I feel like it's, it is getting better, mm -hmm. um, but it varies definitely across the board or where you are in the world and um, having more, presence and compassion and gentleness with working with women in in the healthcare setting. Yes. yes. It can be very traumatic. It can be very traumatic. And, and speaking with working with women in the healthcare care setting, 
uh, with being a nurse and delivery uh, postpartum nurse, if you can step back, slow down, go slow, work with the client, um, bringing their guided breath in while they're, you know, getting an exam, it really, it really helps decrease that anxiety, the pain, um, makes it tolerable and makes the whole situation non-traumatic or a lot less traumatic rather and bringing them in as a partner so that they're partnering with it rather than just having something done to their body. That's what it feels like sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that kind of brings me to the question I often like to ask folks is like, what would you like to see as the future, you know, for healthcare with all of this? What would be your vision for how pelvic healthcare gets included maybe more in, in how we see, how we look at people really and treat them? Um, yeah, I would, I mean, I would really love, like I was saying, to have clinicians being able to to kind of slow down a little bit sometimes if the client or patient is needing it um, for women to really be empowered in their own bodies to, you know, like when they go in to say, hey, you know, I need you to, this is, you know, a little harder or traumatic. Can we, can we slow down a little bit rather than just being like, they're the doctor and they're, they're doing what they need to do, which the doctor sometimes also do, but more about uh, partnering with that. Um, working together. Um, as far as the pelvic care, I would, you know, I think every woman that's had a baby should go and see a pelvic floor therapist afterward. Um, also teaching our young children, our girls, how to take care of their bodies, what their pelvic organs are, how they work, what, you know, like what's going on there. Um, the energy of the uterus, like we think about our pelvic floor organs, usually only for sex or, or having a baby and it's kind of done, but they're also, it's a portal within our body that holds all of this creative energy that you can draw upon when you're trying to do something else creative in your life, whether it's a new job, an art project, um, it, you know, it could be anything gardening, whatever it is that you're trying to create in your life, you can tap into those energies of the uterus and the ovaries to birth, so to speak, new energies into physical, physical form. And when you are able to go in and, and connect with your body in that way and have presence in your body, it can change things in your life profoundly. Yeah. And I'd like to see more women empowered, feeling comfortable and strong and whole in their own bodies. I love that. And I, and I share that vision with you and you're just reminding me of the chakras, right? Like the second chakra which is the, you know, the sexual chakra is, is a big part of it is creativity, not just mm -hmm. creating babies, but creating, creating all kinds of other things. And the first chakra, you know, the root chakra is very much about safety. And so when That's we, true. right, when we don't feel safe, um, then yeah, there often can be issues in that part of the body, you know, and, and to, for people to know that this type of therapy is available to them to support them in healing whatever's going on, whatever energies are imbalanced, like you talked about, or whatever, if there's been trauma there, or just a general, I mean, so many women are just like, ew, you know, about this part of their body. Um, if we could empower them to have a different relationship with overall bodies, but particularly that part of our bodies, I think that would be such a wonderful thing to have in the world, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we have been 
I think, trained to, it's almost like trained to pull back from that part of the body, like you're saying, ooh, but there's so much power in that part of your body that it is keeping us disempowered from, and it kind of takes our power away. And if you can reclaim that back, mm-hmm. you know, how much more presence, how much more can you do um, and move forward? Right. Um, Right. Like I'm thinking about like in ancient times, how I, I, I now I've heard this has been debunked, but the idea of the chastity belt, like what a concept, you know, that you don't even own that part of your body, that someone else owns it. I think that might come up with some of the energy work. I know it has for when I've worked with folks where, you know, mm-hmm. like someone else, you don't have um, sovereignty over that part of your body. Somebody else own, owns it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot we could do to unravel some of that for folks and give women, exactly you said, give them their power back. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, that would be, you know, I would love for people to, and women to own that part of their, their body back, their whole bodies. Um, and like you were saying, you know, to, to claim it, move forward and um, be, be, I would say creative in their life. Um, Sorry, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's okay. That's it. I, I think you've, you've spoken beautifully on, on this topic. Um, Kari, if people want to find out more about you and your work, where would you suggest that they go? Um, for me personally, I have a website that is womenswisdomseattle.com if they wanted to find find me or find more out more about my work. Um, a couple, you know, I'm up in the Seattle area. I also do... Um, energetic work, um, online zoom. If somebody wanted to meet virtually, we could do that. Um, or just public, you know, look up public floor therapists, um, for somebody in your area. Um, not all of them do, you know, more of the energy shamanic type work, but even structurally and getting in and getting those organs balanced out, the structures balanced out. I mean, that is incredible work. Um, in and of itself. Um, Tammy Kent, who is my teacher, she's written a couple books, um, Wild Feminine, Mothering from Your Center, and Wild Creative, I think are the three that she's written now. Uh, Those are great books to start tapping into that are looking at your feminine field and ways to start thinking about your own femininity and your own creativity. Um, And you know, how you go about your life to kind of re, re, uh, reclaim your feminine ground. Love and also it. the other one would be Mayan abdominal, our Vigo Mayan abdominal therapy would be another uh, place that uh, people could look to. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. I, we're going to put all these links in the show notes so people can know where to find them. And um, it's been really amazing having this conversation with you. It's something that, again, you know, doesn't often get spoken about. Um, even in a, especially in a public kind of forum. So I really hope that we can get more of this information out in the world and really empower people out there to know that um, there is this whole world of, of holistic pelvic health that you could explore and that might help you if you have some of the issues that we've spoken about today. Any final thoughts for us before we wrap this up? Um, not particular. I was just going to say, you know, don't, you know, you don't have to live with, you know, you just have to live with that. You know, there are, 
there's so many modalities and so much help out there, um, you know, and finding your own path, your own way and tapping into your own body for its knowledge and wisdom and what it's asking for. So I really appreciate your time and having me on and being able to talk about this so that we can open it up to more people finding out about these types of this type of work and therapy and healing in the world. So thank you very much. Thank you. And thanks everyone who tuned in today. If you liked this podcast, please do share it with others. Um, subscribe to the podcast, put reviews in there. All of those things will help us get the this really valuable info out there in the world for the people who are looking for it. So see you next time on Kaleidoscope of Possibilities. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. This has been Dr. Adriana Popescu. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe and share with others. To find out more about me, my guests, and more, please visit my website at adrianapopescu.org. See you next time.